Tyler North was a 27-year-old from Harlan County, Kentucky. He was the father of two and loved hunting and fishing. On the evening of Sunday, June 24, 2018, Tyler left his sister's. He was allegedly headed home. However, Tyler turned into a local park instead. He was never seen again. I'm Ed Densel, and this is Unfound. I hear so much about how kids don't go out and play anymore. No more pickup basketball games at the local court. No more street hockey on a neighborhood street. Not even a nice game of dodgeball where all the children can get their faces bruised. They're too caught up in their Xboxes, their PS4s, their Nintendo Switches, with Fortnite, Call of Duty, and Minecraft. By the way, I had to look all that up because I'm clueless on all of it. Why am I clueless? Because at 49, I'm spending as much time outside as when I was a kid. Back before all those newfangled gadgets and the internets. Disc golf has gotten me out of the house over the last seven years. In fact, I don't know what I would have done without it. But the courses are mostly in public parks. And this is where I see what I'm talking about. Jungle gyms and swings, empty. Tennis courts, vacated. Nature trails, oh yeah, they're populated but mostly with people over the age of 60. Maybe I'm just old and a fuddy-duddy or a Luddite or something, but I do believe there is a connection between a happy childhood and being outside. Well, in the case of Tyler North, his sister thought he was headed home, but he wasn't. Instead, he was headed to a local park. But in Tyler's case, his plans weren't sports-related. He was going there to do something very... adult and both phone pings and a sighting show he pulled in there. But then Tyler was gone, and we're left to investigate what happened Sunday in the park. And now, summary of the case. This is brought to you by my friend Megan Good's website, charlieproject.org. Tyler North was born and raised in Kentucky, and never moved too far from where he grew up. Tyler had a child with his high school sweetheart but the relationship didn't work out. He got married and had a daughter in 2012. Unfortunately, that union ended in 2015. However, that didn't deter Tyler. He got married again in 2017. Yes, Tyler had a tough time with relationships, but he had a solid job, he was a good father, and kept himself out of trouble with no run-ins with the police. So on the evening of Sunday, June 24, 2018, Tyler visited his sister Sam. Nothing seemed unusual, and a little after 8 p.m. he left. His sister believed Tyler was headed home. Coincidentally, Sam's husband was headed to work at the same time. While in separate vehicles and six miles down the road, the husband saw Tyler pull off into a park. He didn't think much of it and continued on. Tyler was never seen again. A week later, his truck was found, burnt to a crisp, about 20 miles away from the park, in a strip mine. Around the same time, Tyler's ex-wife Michelle admitted Tyler and she were supposed to meet for a sexual rendezvous in that park, 
and she has the text to prove it. She claims he never showed up. The disappearance is only a year old, but already a tremendous amount of information has been discovered by both the investigator and Tyler's family, and the following questions have arisen. Number one, why would Tyler get together with his ex-wife for sex when they were in a custody fight at the time of his disappearance? Number two, is it a coincidence that the ex-wife's apartment burned down the day before Tyler's truck was found? And number three, did corruption in the local sheriff's office, including Michelle's deputy boyfriend, factor into Tyler's disappearance and the following investigation? Tyler's family is certain foul play occurred on the night of June 24th, 2018. The guest for this episode is Tyler's sister, Sam Perry. Unfound News. The print edition for Season 2, Volume 1 of the Unfound Book Series is now available. Of course, premium Patreon members, guests for the cases in the book, and the transcribers will get theirs for free. If you aren't in one of those groups, please go to Amazon to purchase it, or contact me directly. Next, I haven't brought it up in a while, but TV uh, stuff continues to happen. I'm now on the tail end of a contract I have with one TV production company in particular. Yes, we haven't put anything together yet. Hey, it's not easy. But even if it doesn't happen this time, I'm sure there will be plenty of other opportunities down the road. And finally, yes, you've heard the rumor. I'm thinking about getting my private investigator license here in Florida. The key word being thinking, because I'm naturally averse to classes internships, and tests, etc. Things that I would have to do to become a PI. However, I will continue to seriously consider it. Where you can find Unfound. Unfound supports accounts on Podomatic, iTunes, Stitcher, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, and Facebook. On Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, please join us on YouTube for the Unfound live show. Contribute to Unfound at patreon.com forward slash unfound podcast. You can also contribute at PayPal, unfoundpodcast at gmail.com. That is also the email address. Merchandise, the books in amazon.com in both ebook and print form. Do not forget the reviews. Shirts at unfound-podcast.myshopify.com. Cards at makeplayingcards.com forward slash sell forward slash unfoundpodcast. And please mention Unfound at all true crime websites and forums. Thank you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm so happy to have on this episode of Unfound the sister of Tyler North, Sam Perry. Sam, welcome to Unfound. Thank you. Let's start here. You are Tyler's sister. How many brothers and sisters are there in the North family? Me and Tyler are the only two from my dad, but Tyler also has another sister uh, on his mom's side. So. Okay. 
And are you his older sister, younger sister? Me and Michelle both are his baby sisters. Baby sisters, okay. And what kind of uh, older brother is Tyler? He was really fun and upbeat. You know, if you had something you wanted to get together and do, he was always ready, especially if it involved fishing. So he was just really fun all the time. Uh-huh. Did he, would you say that he looked out for his two younger sisters? You know, if you had any problems with guys or anything, was he ready to step in? Is that the kind of older brother he was or, or what? Definitely. If we had trouble or hiccup, he was there. Never hesitated. Yeah. Always phone call away, so that was always helpful. Whether we were right or wrong, he was there. Okay. And how much? How many years separates you personally from Tyler? How much older is he than you? He's about two years and some months. Older than you are. Okay. Yeah, and it's giving him the big head. He was the big, big brother. Okay. Um, would you say that he was kind of us? Uh, a uh, soft-spoken guy, outspoken guy, outgoing. What kind of personality? He was really kind for, you know, six foot, 180 pounds. Mm-hmm. He never did really start trouble. You know, he didn't care to stand his ground, but he didn't do confrontation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you already said that he was into uh, fishing. Uh, did he have any other interests? That's actually really funny because we couldn't swim, but he loved the water. Huh. But he couldn't swim. No. He, unfortunately, his mom's brother had drowned, and she never did let him swim. Huh. Okay. Well, I'm sure then when he went out of the boat, he was uh, always watching himself and wanted to avoid getting in the water then. Well, he would get in the water as long as he had a life jacket. He was totally fearless. If no life jacket, he would mm-hmm. throw fit. Okay. All right. And was he into, uh, you know, maybe in, in high school or something? Was he into sports? Uh, you know, w- please. Um, some. He really liked baseball, but he really did fishing and hunting as far mm-hmm. as anything went okay love your hunting okay and um you know what kind of relationship did he have with your parents were they close um over the last 10 years he had started to really build a relationship with our dad uh-huh. they didn't see each other much through his childhood and he got to know dad and dad had got to know him he was almost a mommy's baby he loved his mommy to pieces. Uh-huh. Okay. It wasn't bad or nothing, just a lot of time apart. Yeah. And where you live, I, I know, is, is close to where he lived when he disappeared. Do, you, do your parents, uh, you know, live in that same area? Tyler lived over in Harlan. Uh, you got to go over a big mountain. So there was a little bit of distance between us, 20 miles or so. But around here, 20 miles is nothing to drive because we do it every day. Okay. All right, and your parents are are close to there, though? Yeah. Okay. All right, so uh, he's in high school. Did he graduate high school? He did. Okay. He was very happy about his diploma because he wanted to be an engineer. 
loved trains. Passion of his life. Oh, so he was into trains too. Okay. So what what did he do after high school? Uh, unfortunately, he followed like most and went straight into the mines. Mm-hmm. Why do you say uh, unfortunately that wasn't part of his plan? Why Why did he do that? Um, well, it's just it's a really hard life to live. Everybody mm-hmm. thinks that being a miner is this big payday, but it's a really hard life to live. Yeah. He always wanted to be on a train, so it did kind of derail that, but it turned out he loved the mines, so it worked out. Okay. But I guess what I'm asking is if it, if he didn't have a plan to go into the mines, why did he? Um, We're pretty much the middle of nowhere around here. Mm-hmm. You're a miner, a nurse, or you work at a fast food restaurant. That's what you got. Okay. All right, in that part of uh, Kentucky. Okay, I understand that. Thank you. And I think I've only been through Kentucky uh, a few times, so you would, of course, living there, growing up there, you surely know it, uh, of, of course, a lot better than I would and probably better than most of the listeners. So I'm glad you could explain that. Okay. So he worked in the mines, and is that where he was working when he disappeared? It was. Um, okay. He was working for a mine called Clover Fort. Okay. He liked it, though. He had a lot of friends. Okay, good. Good. Now let's talk a little bit, and we have to remember that Tyler, when he disappeared, I'm not a very old guy, still in his 20s. But let's talk about uh, the couple of, um, I guess you would just call them major relationships that he had. And we're just going to talk about these people in general terms here. Of course, uh, their names, as the listeners would guess, um, come up quite a bit later. But let's just talk about Michelle. Um, how did they meet? Um, they ended up getting married, but how did they meet? And, you know, what can you say about their relationship? Um, well, I guess they would honestly have met as children. We all went to school together. We all knew them. They knew us, you know. Mm-hmm. But later down the road, Michelle had actually been a neighbor of Tyler's growing up, like, Tyler's house here, her house there, and they all played together because she's got an older brother that Tyler was friends with. And then, I guess at some point down the road, from my understanding, is Tyler's stepfather had reintroduced Tyler and Michelle. I don't hmm. know if that's 100% true because, like okay. I said, you know, Tyler's always knew her. Okay. But at some point, they did reconnect. Okay. When do you think this was? Uh, at what age do you think they reconnected? To guess. Uh, Lord, Tyler was a pup because <laughs> he had just gotten over the whole high school sweetheart, which she's actually the first mother to the first daughter. And mm. then Michelle came along and had the second daughter. Oh, okay, so he, had a rela- so he was with uh, another woman before Michelle even. Yes, and okay. they did the whole high school sweetheart thing and had a baby. They were both, of course, too young, and Tyler was still very childish, I'm not going to lie. So okay. ultimately, they did split. Okay. And so when do you think then that, uh, you know, being that, of course, he disappeared just last year, uh, when do you think that he and Michelle, uh, you know, ended up getting together? I'd say probably 2012 is when they had really got together and Michelle had got pregnant. Okay. Thank you. All right. So 
Uh, did they end up getting married? They did very shortly after reconnecting, like three weeks after reconnecting. Wow. Well, that's very quickly. What did you, as his younger sister, would you think about that? I was upset. And he knew Were it you? Daughter, and I was like, where's Brittany? And she's like, well, we got married. And I was like, oh, my God, Tyler, what did you do? Oh, my. Okay. Did you know, uh, did you kind of know Michelle as well? Yeah. We had all went to school together. I was like Tyler. I was more friends with her older brother because we were closer to his age. But I knew her and her other little brother. Okay. So she was not a stranger to your family, but it does seem a little quick. You know, for anybody, they reconnect after some time and then they get married three weeks later. That does sound, um, you know, that, yeah, very quick. How many kids did they have together, Sam? Tyler and Michelle only have one. Okay. A uh, son or a daughter? A daughter. Daughter, okay. And so if that was 2012, then she would be about seven years old now? Something like that? Yep. Okay. And, but at the time of his disappearance, they were not an item anymore. In fact, uh, they were divorced. Why did that, in your opinion, why did that marriage end? Uh, to be honest, I was there through every bit of it from start to finish. And... Mm -hmm. In my opinion, Tyler was the only man she ever crossed that beat her at her own game. That could beat her at her own game? Yeah. Okay, and, and what game was that? Ultimately caused them to split. She <laughs> cheated, and he beat her at her own game, and she walked away. Or so we had okay. hoped. Okay, and when did they get divorced? She drug the divorce out. They were together about a year, but married on Piper for about three before she would sign Piper's. All right, so about 2015 then? Yeah, 16, somewhere through there. Okay, so they get uh, married maybe a little too quickly after a year. It's on shaky ground, uh, and they split up in, in 2015, maybe 2016. But I know you've told me, though, that um, Tyler liked his women too a little bit. Okay. All right. Okay. And maybe that will come up a little later. But then uh, he did, though, get married again. And this woman's name is Tiffany. How did they meet? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they had met on the Internet. I'm not sure if it was a dating site or Facebook, but I believe that's how they met. Okay. And so she was not somebody that... That Tyler knew like he knew Michelle like, you know, most of his life. This was somebody brand new. Yeah. She okay. just out of the blue, new, a fresh start for him. Okay. And how long did how long was it before those two got married? They were together quite a while before they got married. I think that he tried to learn his lesson from the first time. Mm -hmm. And they dated longer than they were actually married. Oh, okay. Uh, when did they, I mean, what did you think of her, and, and when did they get married? When I first met Tiffany, I mean, I was really shocked because I thought, well, you know, you've done a complete turnaround. Way to go. So I was really happy about that. It was nice to see, and he was happy. It was nice to see Tyler happy and not struggling with baby mama drama. 
Right. Okay. So you thought that was a, a positive, and so he marries Tiffany, but um, and what you, the the this is going to come up, but they never did get divorced, but they were in the process when he disappeared. Uh, what was going on in that relationship? Um, I'm honestly the best that I can tell is mm-hmm. just run of the mill infidelity. Okay. Once again, that pops up in this marriage. And was Tyler a part of that? Just, just. Um, yeah. I mean, I can't lie. Mm-hmm. He that has not seen cast the first stone. So. Okay. But he believes she cheated. He cheated, and it was really bad. It sucked. Okay. All right. And did they have any kids together? No, they did not. Uh. Okay, and you said they weren't married very long. What, a year, nine months? How long do you think? Mm, seems like maybe just a little over a year when Tyler went missing. Okay. All right, so Tyler is working in the mines. Uh, he has two children, one to uh, his ch- uh, high school sweetheart. Uh, that relationship didn't work out. Then he meets Michelle, who he'd known for a long time. They get married, but that falls apart, but they also have a a child, they get divorced 2015, 2016, and then he meets Tiffany and they get married, but uh, you said that they dated longer than they were married. So, um, and and we have to remember he was just in his mid to late 20s when he disappeared. So he had these things going on, and, and through all of this, I, I'm thinking that you were seeing him quite often. You know, how was he handling this? It's a lot of stuff going on for a 20-something, you know, a couple kids, you know, getting married, divorced, how did he handle all of it? Um, in all honesty, Tyler truly was a march to the beat of your own drum kind of person. And mm-hmm. he took everything in stride, learned the lesson and went on the best that he could. Okay. All right. Uh did he ever, in your opinion, ever act depressed? Or and I have to ask this because I asked this most in most of the cases we covered, did he get into any drugs, any any trouble with the law, anything like that during any of this time? He never had any trouble with the law as far as that goes. He really was a mm-hmm. keep-your-nose-clean kind of person. He did drink. Our father drank, and that mm-hmm. had a lot to do with Tyler's mom and our dad splitting when they were younger. Um, and it just kind of seems like it runs in the family. I know that's crazy, but they do drink. Mm-hmm. And I had told mm-hmm. Tyler, I was like, you know, you got to be careful because Everyone on the north side drinks. Just take it easy. And, you know, he did drink. He wasn't a slobbering alcoholic or anything. He held down a job. He had two kids that he paid child support on and things like that. But no law, no hardcore drugs, anything like that. Okay. Either of these uh, women or any women ever say that, you know, he abused them in any way at all? Michelle had. um, When they... As soon as the divorce was final in court, they had to move straight on to custody. And Tyler wanted 50-50 because he wanted to have his daughter. And Mm -hmm. Michelle had stated that Tyler had raped her and Mm. I believe physically, had been physical with her through their marriage. Okay. And I hate to call anybody a liar, and I guess I probably won't do that, but I will say that through Tyler and Michelle's marriage, if they were not at my house, I was at theirs. And mm. I did see them fight. I won't lie about that. 
she busted up the entire house. But I never seen Tyler hit her. Okay. And to your knowledge, during the time that Michelle was with Tyler and even Tyler with Tiffany, did either of these women ever call 911 or anything? Any, you know, domestic, you know, anything like that to your knowledge? No. No domestic phone calls, no reports, no restraining orders. Okay. All right, so he has a lot of this going on, and, and like you, uh, like we've already talked about, he was in the process of getting divorced uh, at the time that he disappeared last year. Um, but we need to talk about one thing more regarding Michelle, and you just brought up custody, but it seems like from what you've told me that these, uh, this custody issue, custody dispute – um, was kind of kicking back up again. Why was that? Uh, if they got divorced in 2015, 2016, why were they um, still having issues with custody in 2018? Can you explain that? In Kentucky, just a couple of years ago, it was extremely hard for a father to get anything more than every other weekend. Mm-hmm. And so Tyler knew he was in an uphill battle. But the judge seemed to, I don't know maybe if she wanted to give Tyler a shot or what it was, but she smiled Grace down on him, and they ended up getting 50-50. He would keep Thea a week, and then she would have her. Wow. And then school rode around, and they had to do residential custody. And that's why it was coming back up. And Tyler was going to push for full custody, have her through school, and Michelle would have her on the weekend. So it would actually almost kind of be flipped around. Yeah. Kind of flipped around where, like you said, in Kentucky, the the man gets the child every other weekend, but you're telling uh, me and the listeners that he was looking for something else. He wanted to have their daughter during the week, and then Michelle would only have her on the weekend. Yep. Okay. And what did and, really- – and, and how did, in your opinion, once again, in your opinion, uh, how did Michelle react to this? Well, obviously, you know, she has five kids at this point. She has complete control over five children, their wow. lives, who comes, who goes. And she's not happy. But, I mean, most mothers wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. You want to share your kid, but you don't want to lose all your time. Right. Okay. Okay. So this was going on in 2018. And was this something that they were going to try to work out before school started in September of 2018? They, I think, were actually aiming to schedule court sometime in July because school starts here around August. In August. Okay. All right. And so he was trying to do this. I'm guessing that she was fighting him as a lot of. Uh, mothers would, and maybe if men were in that, not uh, men were in the same situation, they would do the same. Nothing un- unusual there. Um, but you know, how in your once again, your opinion. I know you're not a legal expert, but what Tyler told you about this, if he was saying anything to you about this, what were his chances of winning? What did he say uh, as far as his chances of of winning and getting what he wanted in this custody arrangement? Uh, well, at that point, Michelle had had some social service cases opened. She had bounced from one man's home to another, 
and just some stories that the baby would come back and tell about being at mommy's house. Tyler and his lawyer and Tiffany felt, you know, that they stood a really good chance of getting full custody. Okay. All right, and, and Tiffany was with him on this even though they were headed for divorce. Um, all of the court dates had come prior to their split, but mm-hmm. yeah, Tiffany mm-hmm. stood tooth and nail with him on getting custody. Okay. And do you think that had Tyler gotten divorced, of course he disappeared first, do you think that might have affected, you know, the custody in some way? I'm sure at some point it would have because Tiffany was in the home, you know, when Tyler was working, Tiffany was, you know, like the mom of the home, mm-hmm. and then Tyler had me for a babysitter, he had Tiffany's parents, which may have laid off a little after the split, I don't mm-hmm. know, because even though Tyler and Tiffany were splitting, they still loved the baby, like she was their own granddaughter. And when you say the baby, you mean the child that Tyler and Michelle had together? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, so, and you told me that Michelle has some other kids by other men? Yep. All right, so she, including their, her her daughter with Tyler, she has four other children? Now she has... All right, I, uh, all right we'll just talk about what's going what what she had at the time. We don't care about how many kids she had now, but just for the, the situation in 2018, how many children did Michelle have? Five. Okay, all right. Including it, Tyler. Okay, and those ages range from just general idea. Oh my God, they're like stairs. Okay. Sixteen and eighteen months apart. Okay. All right. So this is a lot going on. And did you tell me then that there were some things going on with Michelle and how she was taking care of these kids? There were some allegations made. Yeah, as far as social service goes. Yes. Yes. And what the baby had told there appeared to be abuse and neglect inside the home. Okay. All right. All right. So we, so this is all going on during the summer of 2018. Uh, they're going to go to court in July. Of course, Tyler disappears before that. Now, Michelle did have uh, another guy in her life. Uh, in fact, she had two guys in her life, and we'll talk about both of them here. But first, she had a boyfriend. His name is Jeremy Lewis. Who is he? Um... Jeremy was a deputy for the sheriff's office at the time. Hmm. Uh, it was quiet as far as that goes. Uh, hmm. I guess not really a lot of friends. He had had two previous marriages before Michelle, a couple of kids, but all in all, I guess not really much of anybody. Okay. How did, do you have any idea how Michelle and Jeremy met? That, I do not honestly know because he was currently married when he met Michelle. Okay. And did Tyler know that Michelle and Jeremy were an item? Not in the beginning because Jeremy had started to show up to pick up and drop off for their daughter. Mm-hmm. And we honestly just kind of thought she wanted a police escort, didn't give it much thought, and then come to find out they were actually together. Okay. And at the time of Tyler's disappearance, how long, once again, I'm not saying you were keeping tabs on Michelle's relationships, but just your best guess, how long were Jeremy and Michelle an item before Tyler disappeared? 
I think April would have made a year. All right, so a little over a year by the yeah, time. About 14 months, something like that. Yeah, something like that, give or take. Okay. Now, the other um, situation that we have to talk about here, however, is that Michelle was married, too, um, to a guy named Joe. Uh, can you explain that? Um, she was married to Joe. Uh, he's a vet. I don't know the background on that. Um, my understanding, he was a mechanic, come home, etc., she was married and had Jeremy on the side. Okay. And once again, I know that you're not an expert on this, but do you think that Tyler knew that Michelle, once again, it's his ex-wife. He sees her once in a while. He's known her for a long time. You've known her for a long time. Were you or Tyler aware that she had Jeremy on the side and was still married to Joe? It wasn't really a secret. So I think pretty much the whole town at some point just kind of knew. Because he okay. was kind of scandalous. He was a deputy and he was married and he had had an affair. Okay. And we have to remember this is a kind of a small town area, right? Everybody kind of yeah. knows everybody. It's not L.A. You don't know what you're doing, your neighbor does. Right. Okay. Okay. And once again, your idea, though, is Joe knew about Jeremy? Yes. Okay. Okay. All right, and did Tyler, to, to your knowledge, did ever have any trouble with Jeremy or Joe at all, ever? No. Okay, okay. Now, just so uh, we can go over this, because we're now we're going to have to, we're going to talk about, you know, the day that he disappeared, and of course you were one of the last people to see him, but um, just in general, uh, and I know I've already asked you this, but now that the listeners know a little bit more about everything that was going on. Is there anything that you knew about your brother? There was anything going on that um, he might have hurt himself or he wanted to run away? Uh, any mental problems? Anything like that that you could tell about your your brother, Tyler? As far as depression or anything like that would have went, no. He was very upbeat. Um, I mean, he was obviously sad about his second marriage falling apart because even though he did what he did, he did love Kitsune and he wanted them to be together and things and he knew it wasn't going to work. So he was sad over that, but he wasn't distraught. Okay. And maybe I should just ask you about this being that he was going to be getting divorced from Tiffany. I'm guessing then that he, he was living by himself. They were, he had gotten at his own place or something. He stayed in the apartment and Tiffany had returned back to her mom and dad's She'd been out of the apartment about three weeks. Okay. And so he was living by himself then? Yep. Okay. And I just have to ask, do you think that there were any other women that he was getting involved with, any new women? I know that he was talking to quite a few women because Tyler was calling every night or messaging, you know, this is how my day went, how did your day go? So I know he was talking to a few but as far as meeting them, I don't think he had any luck. Okay. All right. So we move up then to the day that is recognized as disappearance date. And you would know it as well as anybody because you saw him that day. And it's June 24th, 2018. 
Um, what did Tyler do that day, and how did he end up uh, over at your house? He had his daughter that week, and it was a Sunday, the day he disappeared, so he had to pick up and drop off with Michelle. But earlier that day, he had really concentrated on being with his daughter. Him and his other sister had took her swimming. They took her out to eat. They kind of laced around the house. And then, you know, the day is spent, and he had to bring her back to her mom. He did pick up and drop off at a local gas station. Then Tyler went to his mother's. I'm assuming he probably ate and things up there like he always did. And then he came to my house. Okay. And what did you two do? What time did he get to your house that day that Sunday I can't exactly say what time he got here but he probably stayed around about an hour so I'd say he got here a little before seven okay and he kind of talked to my husband about work he talked to me about pick up and drop off because I was always nosy not even about to lie I was mm-hmm. and he just kind of filled me in about his day he talked about work. Um, when he first got here, there was actually a rattlesnake in the yard, and Tyler had shot the snake. Wow. Okay. Okay, always good for a big brother to take care of a snake for you, right? Yeah, like my <laughs> poor little dog walked right past it, and Tyler's like, go get the gun. Okay. So. Okay. So it was just a normal Sunday evening in the uh, Sam Perry house. It was. Okay. All right, and was he on his phone during that time? Did he, did he seem preoccupied with texting or calling or anything while he was there? Not so much preoccupied, but he did text twice, and that was unusual because when he was here, he was focused on my two girls and just talking about everything. So, you know, it was a little odd that he had texted, but I assumed at the time it was Tiffany and never really said anything. Okay. All right. So it gets to be later in the evening, maybe night, past 8 o'clock. And, um, you know, the way I understand it is your husband, uh, whose name is Matthew, and so uh, the listeners are just going to figure this. His name is Matthew Perry, just like the actor from Friends. But your husband's name is Matthew. He was going to work. And then... um, Tyler was leaving, and where did you think that uh, Tyler was going? Matt said it was time to go to work, so he got all his mining gear together and walked off the porch, and Tyler slapped his legs and stood up, and he's like, well, I better go too. And he said he was going home. Matt pulled off the hill down the driveway. Tyler pulled off right behind him, and, you know, that was it. Never thought nothing else about it. Thought he was going to go home. Okay. Okay, then he leaves. So your your husband's in front of him, and I know that you don't find out this till later. So the listeners have to understand that that you didn't find this out maybe till the next day or a few days later, and we will talk about that. But your husband's going down the road in his vehicle. Tyler's behind him in his vehicle, and what does your husband see? Tyler pulled off into a recreational park about six miles from my house. We all call it Kaywood. Okay. And once again, remind the listeners, you thought that he was headed home, but your husband saw him pull into this park. And, and if you can speak for your husband, did he think anything was weird about that at the time? Not so much a red flag weird, but Tyler had just got tires put on because 
they were bald, and he thought, you know, maybe something had been wrong with the tires. He didn't pull off to see. He just kept going. Okay. And you, you, like you said, it wasn't right down the street. This was like six miles away. For So for six miles, Tyler is following your husband down the same road. Yep. Okay. And you say that your husband is a miner too? Oh, did they did they work together or different companies or? They work for two different companies. Okay, all right. So your your husband goes to work and he sees that uh, the Tyler pulls off. Can you explain this kind of recreation area park uh, that's there? How big is it? Uh, what kind of facilities do they have? Uh, to the listeners, can you explain it? Um, when you drive into the park, it's all forest. The Road will take you in like a teardrop form. There's a bathroom and probably 12 picnic tables. Okay. Two horseshoe pits and some barbecues. That's it. Okay, your traditional type of park. Yeah. Okay, not very big though. How many acres would you say it is? Well, the the park altogether is probably a couple acres. Mm-hmm. But if you cross the bridge and go through the mountain, you can come out anywhere. Okay. Okay. So he, some for some reason, your husband sees him pulling there. Your husband keeps going to work. Doesn't really know, uh, you know, what uh, he's up to. Is that an area that Tyler? Is that a park that Tyler had been to before? Did you ever known him to meet anybody there or or take his daughter there? Anything like that? Not so much as meeting anyone there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's local. Like, I had a birthday party there when I was a kid. Everybody goes in there. Um, one of Tyler's hunting spots, actually, you know, you cross the bridge, go through the mountain, there's one of Tyler's hunting spots. So, it, you know, wasn't an everyday thing for him to go in there, but mm-hmm. it wasn't really weird for him to be in there either. Okay. And how far is Tyler's house from that park? Um, a pretty good haul away. All right. It's been a long way from home at that point. All right. Would you say half hour, 40 minutes? What do you think? Mm, yeah, probably 30 minutes, given the way Tyler drives, 20. Okay. All right. So it's maybe 20, 25 miles away. So he, you lived, I guess what you're saying is you lived about 30 miles at least away from him at the time that he disappeared. About. Okay. When do you uh, first get wind? Of course, this happened on a Sunday night. When do you first get wind that something isn't right? Tiffany called me that Monday, probably around 2 o'clock. And she says, you know, he didn't show up to work. You better get up with him. So I message him and I call him and I'm getting this stupid recording this person does not have a voicemail box it's set up and I'm like Tyler darn you and Mm. you know it went on like that all day Mm -hmm. how did she know that he didn't show up for work if they weren't living together anymore that's honestly a question I don't have an answer to I mean yeah they were getting ready to have a divorce but she's literally at that point his next door neighbor Okay. And if she was up through the night, she could easily have seen that he didn't come home. Um, mm-hmm. But you could account that as he'd stayed all night with a friend, but I don't know how she knew that he didn't show up for work. Maybe right. they had called. Is it possible that he had her on some type of uh, 
emergency list if something happens at work. And I know they were getting divorced, but I'm sure at that point Tyler didn't change that, that she would be the first person to call, for example, if he got hurt on the job. Yeah, I'm sure she was his emergency contact. Most of us wives are with the mines, unfortunately. Okay. So that's possible she might have known that way. And what time was Tyler supposed to show up for work that day? Do you know? Tyler should have been to work around 12. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So that makes sense. You know, they call if he's supposed to be at noon. Maybe they think he's just delayed. They try calling him a couple times. Of course, his voicemail's not working. And then at some point, they call uh, his his wife, Tiffany, and that's when she finds that out. So she calls you, and you try calling him. And when you can't reach him, what do you do next? I kind of sat down, and I was just like, well, this dummy has wrecked. First hmm. off, I mean, me and Tyler used to joke about the bloodline being cursed, where Murphy's Law, if it can go wrong, it does go wrong. And I really thought he had wrecked. And by the next day, with no word... I'm like, guys, we got to do something. This is not like Tyler. Okay. At any point when you finally did see your husband, I guess he was, I guess, working a night shift at the mine that night, being that he was going to work, you know, at 8 30, 9 o'clock at night. When you said something to him about, you know, Tyler not going to work, did at that point, did he tell you about, you know, I saw him pull into that Kaywood Park? Is that when that came up or did it come up later? It come up before that because my husband calls every night on the way to work, and he's like, hey, Tyler turned off in Kaywood. So oh, so I he said, told you then? He told you right away on the way to work? Yeah, because he oh. calls every night. It's, I love in death, but it is annoying sometimes. Okay. So I knew that he had went into Kaywood. Nobody really knew why. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what would you think when you heard that? You didn't know? I had no idea. No. I thought, I, you know, maybe he went up there and he listened to some music and then on his way home he wrecked. I mean, that was really what, the only thing that I could conclude. The only reason he wouldn't come to work, he wouldn't call nobody, especially his mom. Right. At any point, did you, at that point, um, you know, when on Monday when she called, uh, did your mind automatically go to what your husband had told you the night before about him going to that park or not? Did that those th- two things even seem connected at that point? No, that not point? at the time. I guess it really didn't dawn on me because mm-hmm. that was just so strange for Tyler not to go to work anyway. Mm-hmm. And then after nothing for so long, your wheels kind of turn and you really do start putting two and two together. Okay. So she calls you, nothing happens on Monday. Uh, Tuesday, what do you do? Do you get the police involved? Do you go look for him, drive around? Um, did you try to contact, being, that, being that, that Michelle and he share a child, did you call her, you know, saying, hey, have you, have you heard from, you know, uh, Tyler? What would you do? We actually got the law involved Monday night. Um, we reported Tiffany actually had called, and she's like, I don't know what else to do. I'm going to report him as missing. We had decided since Tyler was in custody with Michelle that we would bypass local law because of Jeremy. We didn't want them getting wind of anything. So we went straight to the state police. They had filed him as missing. And then the next day rode around, and I had called Tyler's work myself, 
and they were like, he's not here. If he pulls in this parking lot, we will call the law as soon as we see him. And then I was like, no, something is really, really wrong. Two days, there's no way. Mm-hmm. Can you please explain again why you wanted to avoid the local you know, sheriff's department um, being involved in this? Can you explain that a little more? Um, I guess not so much that anyone had suspected anything at that point, just where they were in a custody dispute. We didn't know what was really going on, and we didn't want Jeremy to know that Tyler was missing because we didn't want Michelle to know. I think maybe on Tiffany's end, she didn't want to panic the baby. Mm-hmm. But solely for me, it was because of the custody issue. I didn't want her to know anything was wrong. Okay. And when Tiffany, on that Monday when she called you, did she call anybody else to look for Tyler? Um, I do believe she had started calling around to Tyler's friends. He has a friend. He calls him Strawberry. You get weird nicknames in the minds. But um, Strawberry had talked to Tiffany. I don't know the exact conversation. And Strawberry and his dad had started to look for Tyler. Okay. Do you think that Tiffany, I mean, I don't know how well Tiffany and Michelle go along or anything, but do you think that she called Michelle to tell her? I do know that she had messaged Michelle. Um, just to see if she had heard from Tyler any mm-hmm. later Sunday. And Michelle had seen the message on the 26th. She hadn't seen it any time prior to that. I don't know why she didn't bother to open the message, maybe because it was Tiffany. And she had told Tiffany that she had not seen Tyler since after drop-off on the 24th. Okay. All right. And we have to be clear, not only is Tyler missing, but his truck's missing too. Wherever he is, we can presume that his uh, truck is with him. So where were where were searches done? Did that Kwood Park uh, get searched? Being that you knew about that, where were the areas that were searched over the following days? Um, the third day, well, actually that Tuesday night, I called his other sister and I was like, "Hey, you guys want to start searching? Something's wrong." She's like, "Yeah, that's perfect. Let's set it up and descend on it." So. About, I guess, roughly another six or seven miles past Kaywood is a dollar store. We use their parking lot as our control center, I guess is what you would call it. Mm-hmm. People would come in, I'd write the name down, put a check mark beside them saying that they were out. They'd tell me where they were going to go look. We started from the top of that mountain. We all call it Pine Mountain. And then we worked our way back inside of Leslie County. And, I mean, ATVs cars people are screaming flyers are going up we're just doing everything we can at that point all right and nothing no sign of him at all any even any rumors of him being seen or is his uh i guess it's a dodge dakota truck any even rumors of him being cited or anything i hadn't really personally been involved with the public to start with because i was busy with search but um i guess at some point Michelle thought it was a good idea to let people know that she was supposed to meet Tyler inside of Kaywood that night. And then, you know, that's when it really clicked. That's why you were in Kaywood. All right. And how did she find out eventually that being that you were trying to keep it from her and because of Jeremy and, you know, this 
these custody thing that was going on that was going to happen eventually in July. Um, how did she end up finding out that Tyler was missing? That is actually, I guess, the first red flag that I had with Michelle and Jeremy personally. She had no way to know. But she was the one that ultimately told Tyler's mother that he was missing mm-hmm. before she had opened Tiffany's message to read it or anything. She had seen Tyler's mother the day before in town and was like, hey, I had no idea Tyler was missing. I'm so sorry. And that's what made Tyler's mother stop at my house and she's like, where's my son? And I was like, I have no idea. How do you know? Okay. Is it possible? I mean, this is a small town. Uh, You know, she's not, Michelle, surely not paying me to defend her. But is it possible being a small town that it just kind of filtered back to her? You know, just somebody heard something. Hey, did you hear your ex-husband Tyler's missing? Did you hear about that? Well, given this town, it is very plausible. Okay. So what I'm saying is there doesn't have to be anything uh, suspicious about her knowing. I, once again, if she lived 2,000 miles away and found out, maybe that might be a little suspicious, her finding out. But being that she lives in the area and everybody knows each other, um, yeah. it's possible that she just found out about it through the grapevine. Even though you... We're going to steps to keep some of this information from her. Yes. Okay, so you're doing these searches. Nobody's finding anything. Nobody's seeing anything, not even any rumors um, of Tyler being cited. Michelle knows. Tiffany knows. I'm guessing Jeremy knows. It's a small community, a lot of people looking out for him and everything. But finally, a week later, his truck is found. Where is it found? What's the condition of it? What can you tell the listeners? It was found on an old strip job, uh, 22 miles, roughly, from the park. Mm. And it was burnt to a crisp. Wow. Okay. Who found it? I can't really get confirmation on who found it. I do know that it was a man riding a four-wheeler on the strip job. Because it's open. Everybody goes back out and rides four-wheelers. They hunt. Mm-hmm. But still, it was it was, the truck was missing for a week. Um, being that you just stated that people would go back there to ride their four wheelers and everything else, how did people miss it for a week? I personally don't believe that it was where it was burnt. Okay. All right. So you believe that even though it wasn't found for a week later, being that so many people do go back there, that it wasn't sitting there the whole time. Nope. Okay. Um, is there any, I, I have to ask you, is there any proof of that? No, not as far as the law's concerned. We, as in the crew, went back and we believed that we had collected a rain guard under a tree canopy that was busted that I believe come off Tyler's trip. But as other than that, I can't confirm it. Okay. I had six people go look on that strip job. I have them wrote down mm-hmm. in green ink on that search, and they didn't see the truck when they went and looked within the first three days. Okay. So what you're saying is that that area where it was eventually found had been look, had been searched before. Yep. And the truck was not there, and then suddenly it pops up there, and it's burnt to a crisp. Yes. Okay. Uh, I need to ask you, is there a reason that being that he dis- disappeared at, 
you know, if we're to believe that he disappeared from the Kwood Park or somewhere else, is there a reason that you are looking for his trucks or him so far away from, you know, where he was last seen, which was seen pulling into Kwood Park? Is there a reason it was two, 22 miles away? Well, here were all mountains. Everybody rides them. Everybody knows them. So we just kind of spread out in every direction. Because Tyler liked to hunt. Tyler liked to go mudding, and he could have ended up anywhere. Okay. So that's why you were that far away, and maybe this would have helped. Uh, Had you ever known Tyler to frequent the area where his truck was found? No. Not as far as mudding or hunting or anything. He went to the school that's just a few miles from there for high school and stuff. But it wasn't somewhere he went a lot. It was real strange for his truck to be there. All right. Any, uh, well, we understand that it was burnt. When you say burnt to a crisp, it was it was burnt to a crisp. You know, the paint all off of it, maybe the tires all blown out, et cetera. In fact, you've sent me a picture of what the, the area looked like where it was eventually found. Uh, do you have any pictures of the truck itself? Um, they never would let us see it. I don't know, maybe if it was, we don't want to upset the family kind of thing or what it was. Uh, I seen it go by in person on a rowback, and that was the only time I ever got to lay eyes on it. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Any forensics? Could any forensics be taken from this truck? I'm told from one of the police officers that was with the truck the night it was found that Tyler's phone was inside the truck, and you could plainly see that it was still an iPhone. For the truck to be burnt the way that it was, the phone was still legible as a phone. So I hope that they could get something out of it, but Tyler's detective won't tell me one way or another. Okay. All right, and and we've uh, run into some cases on Unfound where vehicles have been um, burnt uh, Jeremy Burt is uh, a case, of course, that comes to mind from Idaho. So we have a little bit of uh, experience with that, and usually burning of a vehicle, um, you know, really does, you know, just destroys any evidence you might be able to gather from that. Uh, where is the truck now, Sam? Um, the best of my knowledge is it's at Police Post 13 behind a guided fence. Now, right after the truck was found, uh, Michelle started, I guess you could say, talking a little bit more about Tyler being missing, and she actually came out, was it on Facebook, was it through Messenger, or what, that, did she actually admit that she was supposed to meet Tyler the night he disappeared? She had sent screenshots of her and Tyler's last few messages to Tyler's other sister. Wow. Wow. Okay. And what did those messages say? Um, just in general. You don't have to read them word for word, but it just in general, give the listeners a flavor of it. It just boiled down that they would meet in the park to see each other. Okay, the night. So to go back and explain this, he's at your place, and so he leaves. We have to remind the listeners that uh, your husband saw him pull into Kwood Park. And she is claiming that she and Tyler were supposed to meet in the park that night. Yep. 
Okay. And what was this uh, meeting? Why were they going to be getting together? Just to be blunt. Um, I just used the adult word. They were going to have sex. Okay. To the best of my knowledge. Okay. And uh, I'm sorry that I have to ask this, but I have to because it's going to be going through the listeners' minds. Uh, can you explain in as few words as possible how it is that here they are going to court against each other over these custody issues, but on this at the same time that they were going to be getting together uh, to have, uh, you know, sex? Uh, in honesty, I knew my brother really well, like when people weren't looking, I knew the real Tyler. So to say that he would have sex with her is not shocking to me. Not shocking. No. Okay. All right. So, but that is not something though he told you that night when he left. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. Uh, it, do you think the reason was that he just didn't want to tell you because you probably would you have given him a hard time about it had he told you? He knows I would have given him a hard time because I had question him the weekend that he went missing while he was talking to her. And he's like, oh, we're just talking about the baby. I was like, okay, that's nice of you. Okay. And is it, would you say in the messages that you've seen, is it explicit that, that sex is on both of their minds? Yes. Okay. It is not inferred. It's right in the messages that word is used. Plain as day, black and white. Okay. All right, so she says that he's supposed to meet her, but what'd she say? What did she say regarding that? She showed up, but he never did. Okay, so she claims that she waited there, and are there any messages to prove that, you know, she tried to get in touch with him or, you know, was waiting there for him? There was a couple messages that she had sent to him after 10 o'clock. Um... I think like ten thirty four or something. She's mm-hmm. like, "Well, if you're not into that, you didn't have to send me up." But they were never received, open, read, nothing. Okay. Do you think that this, um, when you look at those messages, whatever she has posted, once again, this is not something you got illegally, unethically, immorally. These are things that Michelle just on her own sent to you, screenshots, posted them, whatever. Okay. Okay. By looking at the message the way you understand it, is it does it seem like she arranged this or did he arrange this? To be honest, I know both of them fairly well, obviously. Mm-hmm. So to say that either or would have said it at the time, I wouldn't have been able to guess who did it. Okay. So I guess what you're saying from the messages that you've seen that she has made you know, to the public or at least to you and to other people, um, it's not clear whether she was setting this meeting up, you know, this rendezvous up, or Tyler was setting this rendezvous up. No, you cannot tell from the messages that I have who had wanted this. Okay. When you saw those messages, what'd you think? I was infuriated. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And is it your understanding then that when these pe- you found out about these messages that Michelle had never told anybody about 
this arrangement to meet Tyler until that time? That's my understanding until searching things had really got going. She hadn't told anyone. Okay. I guess what I'm saying is that if she found out, you know, if he disappeared on Sunday night and then, you know, uh, people start looking Monday, Tuesday, obviously she knows that people are looking for him. At no point early on did she say, well, you know what? I was just supposed to meet him a couple nights ago and he didn't show up. I guess what I'm asking is you had never heard about this rendezvous until you saw those messages. No, had no idea. All right. Do you think, do you think anybody else knew about this rendezvous before you found out about these messages? As far as anyone that was connected with Tyler, no. I think we were all kind of blindsided by it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I guess I'm asking you that because it would seem to me what would make sense is that if she was supposed to meet him Sunday night, and it sounds to me like she found out at least within a couple days, I mean, all these searches and everything are going on, she surely knows you know, that something's going on with Tyler, that she didn't just come right out and say, well, you know what, we were supposed to meet on Sunday night and he never showed up. She never did anything. She never said anything like that to anybody until you saw those messages a week later. No, she never said anything about it. And Jeremy had actually been at the very first search and he never said anything. Okay. And remember, he is her boyfriend. Yes. Okay, and they were living together. Yep. Okay, so he would most likely know that. Okay, so, and we have to, once again, Michelle has Jeremy, she's married to Joe, and then it seems that she was going to get together with Tyler as well. Okay, um, let's talk about Jeremy uh, a little bit. You said that he was involved in a, in a search, but um, you actually had an encounter with him maybe four days after the disappearance. Why don't you tell the listeners about that? Um. We had been on search all day. I remember it very easily because it had rained. I was wet and tired. Walked through the door, got the kids in bed, the phone rung. It was midnight. And I answered it, and of course, on the other end is Jeremy. And he's like, hey, I'm doing interviews. I'm recording them. Um, do you want to come talk to me? And I was like, yeah, I can meet you out at the church house. It's at the mouth of my holler. And he's like, well, actually, I'm up here at this old gas station. It's abandoned been abandoned for years but there are houses you know it's not like i'm totally secluded or nothing mm -hmm. and it's like okay i'll be up there six minutes tops i'm on my way so get my wet clothes back on my coat and what have you and I go out the door pull in there's jeremy michelle tyler's friend henry and his wife tiffany hmm who arranged all of them to be there at one one time Tiffany and Henry were actually searching for Tyler because they had known Tyler for years and years. They fished together, video games, stayed all night, everything. So they were just like everybody else concerned. Henry was a special deputy, so he knew Jeremy. And I guess they had at some point been like, you know, we're going to go search. And the other one's like, yeah, so we'll just all go together. Okay. So when you showed up there, you did not know these other people were going to be there? I knew that Henry was there because I had also spoke to him on the phone, but I didn't know Tiffany and Michelle were there. Okay. And do, how well at that point did you know Jeremy? Um, Not very well. I will say that. I didn't know a whole lot about him. I knew his ex-wife 
Uh, we had went to school together, so I knew a little bit of background on Jeremy, but not really enough to draw a conclusion to say I don't like you or I do like you. Okay. But him calling you at midnight had to be a little strange. Especially since County Wall had been told to stay away from it. It went through state police. It was state police case. Okay. but And you knew that, but you still decided to show up. You didn't say anything like, well, what are you doing? The rumor of suicide had started to circulate. And I was like, no, I know my brother. There's no way. And when Jeremy said he was recording people, me being stupid, I was like, perfect. We'll get everybody recorded. Nobody can change their story. And suicide's just going to be knocked out of the water because it didn't happen. So, yeah, I went. Okay. And what went on at this meeting? Um, pulled up, got out. Jeremy was at the back of the cop car. Everybody was just kind of really huddled around. Michelle was over by her car with her back to me. He pulled out his little iPhone, and he pretty much gave me the rundown. You know, um, I'm taking interviews for the sheriff's department so we can get everything on record. This is how it's going to go. I'm going to do the time and the date. You state your name, and then we'll start talking. And I was like, okay. All right, and how'd that go? Um, he was more concerned about the drama between Tyler and Tiffany than he was anything to really do with Tyler the day of his disappearance or anything like that. He continued to dwell on the problems between Tyler and Tiffany, which struck me as odd because, like I said, I didn't want Jeremy and Michelle to know because of custody. And that's what I thought. Well, you're dwelling on this marriage because you know that Tyler's taking her for custody. And I was very reluctant to answer them questions. And were Tiffany and the rest of them all standing there watching you do this, or what? No. That was just us five in the dark on the side of the road. I know, but I guess what I'm asking is, were these other people listening in while you were talking to Jeremy? Oh, Tiffany. Sorry, there's two Tiffany's. Yeah, they were all standing there listening to the conversation. Okay, there's two Tiffany's. Yeah. Okay, so the Tiffany that's not was not Tyler's wife. No, that was his friend. Okay, so two Tiffany's. How weird is that? Small town, two Tiffany's. Okay. I thank you for explaining that. Okay. So they're there, but they're they're listening to you answer every question and say everything. Yeah. Okay. D All right, so how long did that go on? I'd say because when he pulled the iPhone out, I seen that the recording had started like 34 minutes in, so I knew in my heart of heart, that he had also talked to someone before he had talked to me. He didn't think much of it. And I'd say the interview might have lasted 10 minutes, maybe, because okay. I had also talked to Jeremy and Henry. Henry asked me things like, you know, I know the answer to this question before I ask it, but I'm going to ask it anyway, Sam. Do you think he killed himself? And we all sniggered because we know Tyler. And I was like, no, Henry, there's no way. He's like, yeah, I know, but I had to ask. Okay. So this goes on for 10 minutes. At any time, do you ever, and where is this recording now? I was told that the sheriff had got wind of what Jeremy done, and he destroyed it. Hmm. And at any point d during that interview, did you ever say to Jeremy, why are you even asking me this since you're you're not even involved in this in any way? Did you ever ask him that? No, I'm 
I guess, honestly, I just wanted to disprove suicide so bad because I didn't want the law to give up on him. That I was willing to stand there and have this conversation just so I could, you know, be like, suicide didn't happen, let it go. Never really occurred to me. It was eerie and weird, but I would dance with the devil for Tyler. Okay. So you were there for 10 minutes. Uh, This happens... Uh, do you end up talking? Do you ever do you ever end up having any long conversations with Henry, Tiffany, or Michelle while you're there? Or was it just all you talking to Jeremy? I had talked to Henry a little bit. Uh, Tiffany talked to me for a couple minutes. You know, hey, how you doing? How's Tyler's mom? Things like that. And Michelle wouldn't look up from the ground at me, which I mean. Me and her always had a checkered past. I didn't like her, and she knew it, and I'm not going to deny it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's doing this. He, Even though the sheriff's department is not involved in this in any way, he's talking to you. He's recording this as if he's doing his own investigation. Yep. Okay. And as you were driving back home that night, what was the thoughts in your head? I just, I didn't think too much about Jeremy anymore that night. It was, I went straight back to search because we were working on getting a helicopter to fly over. That was our next thing. You know, let's get a chopper in the air. If he's wrecked, we're going to find him that way. Okay. All right. So that was, uh, that was it. Even the, I guess what I'm asking you is that being that Michelle was there, and Jeremy's doing this. Uh, this is uh, like it's not so. The truck hasn't even been found at this point. This was only four days in. You still had yet to find the truck and everything. Yep. Okay. Jeremy continued to come back. Okay. All right, but he recorded that, and you believe though that 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 recording was eventually destroyed. But we don't know that for a fact. That's just what you've heard. Yep. Okay. Now, let's, uh, so, you know, I'm not sure what to think of that. Of course, then a few days later, the truck is found uh, after that, of course. And and what's interesting to me is you saw Michelle that night, and not even at that point did she say that she was supposed to meet Tyler that night. No. Not even at that point did she look up at me and say, well, Sam, he was supposed to meet me in Kaywood, but he never showed up. Never. Wow. Okay, so I'm sure you thought back to that night of seeing her when you finally did get those copy of those text messages from her. I did. Okay, all right. Let's move on to this. Um, of course, Tyler had a cell phone. What uh, What do the cell phone pings? First of all, let's let's talk about this. How did you find out about the cell phone ping information in the first place? The first ping that we got, we had actually got from another police station. I do not know the officer's name, um, but more or less, Family Pool was able to get us a ping for Tyler. And his last cell phone ping was about three miles away from my house up here at a place called Peter's Branch. And that was that for Tyler's phone. Hmm. All right, so just to put this uh, in kind of the map, and I think I'm going to probably do a map so everybody can see it. I'll uh, probably do a video for this uh, as well on YouTube. But so he's at your place. He goes six miles to the Kwood Park. 
but then you're telling me that his phone last pinged three miles back towards your place, the opposite direction from where he lived. Yep. Okay. And that's where his last ping was. To the best of my knowledge, that was it. Okay. Now, you've also been able to get information about both Michelle's phone and Jeremy's phone as far as their pings go. How did you get that information, can you say? Um, the law, in all honesty, um, they won't give me, like, a full official timeline for it, but they mm-hmm. do know that we are out searching, and they want to help us help them. So they've given us locations to go search off of the cell phone ping. Okay. And for that night, what do the cell phone pings say for Michelle and Jeremy? They were in Kaywood. They left Kaywood, went to another strip job named Lico, and Michelle later left there, went to Joe's house, and Jeremy later left there and went to Rocco, where Tyler's truck was ultimately found. That's what the pings say? Yep. And am I then to understand that... Michelle and his, and as far as Tyler's pings go, did his uh, did his phone ping in the park that night as well? Yes, all three cell phones pinged together inside of Kaywood at the same time. They won't give me timestamps. Okay. They pretty much say that they were together. Okay, so Jeremy's, Michelle's, and Tyler's. Phones all pinged in the Kaywood Park that night, although you don't know the timing of that. But what we do know is that your husband saw Tyler pull into the Kaywood Park. Yep. All right. And we have proof that Michelle and Jeremy's uh, phones pinged there. But, of course, Michelle said she was there, so that's no big deal. Yeah. She said she was there. Uh, She admits to that. Uh, But she, of course, says that Tyler never showed up. Um, has Jerry, Jeremy ever admitted to being in the park? Not as far as I know. He had a completely different alibi from Michelle, so. Okay, and we will talk about that in a second. But, but he's never come forward to explain why, how his phone could ping in the park. No, even, in knowledge, it. he completely denies ever being in Kidewood. Okay. Even with his cell phone ping. Okay, and we are under the standing, at least the understanding, that Tyler, if he was going to meet Michelle, it was just going to be them two. It wasn't going to be a threesome, as far as we could tell. As far as the messages that I have, there's no mention of that. Okay. Has Michelle ever been able to explain why Jeremy's phone also pinged in the park while she was there? She's never spoke on it. They've never spoke on each other's alibis publicly. I think they try to avoid it altogether. Okay. And I'm guessing you didn't find out this information until well after Jeremy interviewed you that night and recorded it, right? <laughs> yes, well after. Unfortunately. When did you find out about this, all this cell phone ping information? Um... We had ultimately got a detective. We switched up from state police to detective. And she was okay with communicating with us things that we needed to know, not everything we want to know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I guess we really learned about cell phone pains a couple months after. All right, so well later. A couple months down the road. 
Yeah, when it was too late. Okay. All right. All right. So, but, you know, cell phone ping sounds suspicious, but Michelle did admit that she was there, but she, of course, claims that, that Tyler never showed up. Okay. What is Michelle's husband, Joe, had to say about all this? Remember, she was still married. What's he had to say? Um, Joe is really quiet. He's reserved. So as far as anything toward me or trying to talk to me or anyone that I personally know, he's not. The best that I know, he has never spoken this situation outside of his interview with the law. Okay. Have you ever had a chance to meet him? Um, this past 4th of July, we had a run-in at the county fireworks, and it didn't go over too well, but other than that, no, I've never really spoke to him. Okay. Uh, I'm sure the listeners want to know what exactly happened at this fireworks get-together. Um, for someone that is projected as unhinged, he really didn't have anything to say. He had walked behind me and my family. And knowing what I know now, I just kind of, I went off. I'm not going to lie. And he hunkered his head, and he kept walking. He obviously did not want to fight me, and that was probably for the best. Okay. So he's never publicly stated anything about Tyler's disappearance, whether he knew that Michelle was in the park waiting for Tyler, anything about Jeremy, anything. Zip. No, not publicly. Not publicly. All right. But you do know that the law has talked to him. I do know that they have interviewed Joe. They obviously can't tell me what is said, but... Okay. It does, but that's uh, unfortunately the way these investigations go. You find out some things, but not everything. That's true. All right, let's talk about Jeremy. You've already kind of alluded to this anyway. What is... What are... You'd think you'd only have one alibi, but he came up with a couple different ones. Why don't you tell the listeners... Um, how you found out about his alibis, why was he even asked about them, and what were they? They had pulled Jeremy in for his interview um, because of the house fire and the truck fire being so close together. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the fire for sure. Okay. He had said that um, he was at work. They checked logs. Obviously, he was not at work. He had left early, and he had told dispatch that he was sick. He believed he had a spider or a tick bite, and he needed to go to the doctor. Pulled ER records, and he did not go to the ER that Sunday night on the 24th. He has no firm alibi. So the best as we can tell for that Sunday is he left He left uh, his duties as a deputy early that evening. Yeah. Okay. So he said he was at work, and then he said he was uh, at the ER. Did he have the spider bite? Did it happen? Do you know if he went to the emergency room at all any day? I was told from someone that, because like eyes and ears all over the county, everybody knows everybody, that Jeremy had went to the ER, but it was the day after Tyler went missing. Okay. All right. So he really doesn't have an alibi, and to remind the listeners once again that he his phone did ping in Kaywood Park at some point that night. Whether it was at the same point that Michelle was there, we don't know. If it was at the same time that Tyler's pings in there, we don't know, do we? We don't know. No, nope. I don't have a timestamp for it. They won't give it to me. Okay. 
Let's talk about this next. Uh, at some point, I mean, I'm going to guess on the strength of the, the phone pings and, and, and maybe the lack of a good alibi, uh, Jeremy was asked to take a lie detector. What happened? T- lie detector test. He was more than happy to do it, obviously. And from what I'm told, he failed miserably, like flat on his face. All right. And who told you that? Uh, the law. Okay, how long after Tyler disappeared did this happen? Um, I guess the lie detector test was a couple months out. It wasn't an immediate thing because I had to get warrants for the messages and phone pings, and that did take a little while. And then come the interviews and the lie detector test. So, October? Maybe. Okay. All right, and he, and he failed them. But well, once again, uh, lie detector test, they can make mistakes. I uh, would certainly like it better if he would have just passed it. Yeah. Now, you've already mentioned this, uh, but the listeners did hear right that around the same time that Tyler's Dakota truck was found burned, uh, Jeremy and Michelle were living together and their house burned. When did this happen? Uh, why? You know, what can you say? Uh, the home had burnt June 30th. Um, up in the AM, the fire department was called and things, obviously. Um, Jeremy said a candle fell over. No, Michelle said a candle fell over, and Jeremy said it was an extension cord because there was no electric in the home. So they were running a cord over from the neighbors to run the fan and things for the new baby. And then the next night, Tyler's truck was found burnt. About 24 hours apart, give or take a couple hours. So Jeremy and Michelle, where they're living, it burns down. And then 24 hours later, the, the Dakota truck is found burned. We don't know when it was burned, but it was found burned. So, Michelle and Jeremy were living in a place that didn't have electricity? It wasn't wired for electricity? Is that is that right? No, it had everything that was needed. I don't know, you know, maybe if they didn't have the money to turn the electricity on or what that situation was, but there was no electricity in the home. Okay. Now, you and I, before we started this interview, we had talked about this, um, and this is something probably a little open-ended here, but uh, they were live- where they were living was being rented. Um, has the owner of that place ever made a statement about what he or she believes uh, happened in the burning of his own building or her own building? Not publicly, and in all honesty, I've not even really heard their name mentioned even after the fire, so not much mm. to do. Okay. All right. Um, and I, I guess that this fire happened, and Michelle and Jeremy and any kids that were in there, they all got out safely? They did. Okay. And where did they end up living after that? They moved in with Jeremy's mom and dad on top of Lico. Now, Jeremy, um, well after Tyler disappeared, of course, it sounds like this was going on while Tyler disappeared, but at some point, 
Jeremy got into legal some legal troubles. Why don't you explain uh, the problems that he got into? Um, ultimately, Tyler's investigation had unearthed um, this at the local sheriff's department, and it all kind of just trailed right back to Jeremy, and he was charged with felony theft. And so he was stealing from the sheriff's department? Yep, equipment, money, you name it, I'm sure whatever he could get his hands on. Guns? Um, I can't say that he right out stole any guns, but he has a couple missing, if that counts. The sheriff's department is having a couple guns that are missing? Yes. Okay. And how much money uh, allegedly did he profit from stealing the stuff and selling it? Um... I don't know what street value for the equipment would have been. I know it was the first charge was eleven grand. It was wow. over eleven grand, and then the audit that the state did had found mm. an additional seven grand missing. Wow. And and how did I mean? You said this happened during the course of the investigation of Tyler's disappearance, I mean, how did you have any idea how that exactly happened, being that the Sheriff's Department wasn't involved anyway? Um, there was a rumor, I guess you would, or a tip, mm -hmm. that had led to a gun being traded that belonged to the Sheriff's Office, and I did the only thing I could do with that tip, and I handed it over to the law. And they investigated it, and that is what unearthed that whole ugly mess. Wow. And how long after Tyler disappeared did you get that tip? Uh, it really wasn't too long because we were at um, a church festival. And I remember it very vividly. Mm. Okay. So he gets caught. Um, and these, um, and the, the sheriff got in trouble uh, as well. But uh, I read, a, I'll just tell the listeners this, in looking this up, the sheriff, who is not the sheriff anymore, thank goodness, um, said that Jeremy Lewis was the best deputy he ever had or something like that. Yep. Okay, but the sheriff, he has his own problems too, right? Very much. Okay. I love corruption. All right, so Jeremy's stealing these, stealing this stuff, uh, you know, at $11,000. I'm not sure what would have been left, uh, but... Um, and the sheriff seemingly didn't even know that this was going on or, or maybe was even part of it. Right. Okay. To your knowledge, is Jeremy himself, I, real, I realized that you got to speak to him, um, but has he ever offered up his explanation for Tyler's disappearance, any at all? Not to me. Um, there's been some things float around the community that – come from the sheriff's office that Tyler was a druggie and a lost cause. Mm -hmm. and, but as far as Jeremy publicly speaking and saying this or that about Tyler's disappearance, he never has. Okay. And what, um, what did he have to do is to um, be responsible for all that theft? What were the charges brought against him and, and what happened? Um, he got charged with a uh, felony theft for a police officer. I'm not sure exactly how it's phrased. Um, it was the better charge because they just had him charged with regular, like, mere youth theft. And 
When it all come up and went to court, he got five years probation. That's it. That's it. Well, he has to pay restitution, but good luck. He mm. can't even pay child support. And he was a deputy in that county. Yep. And he's stealing that. How long was he a deputy in that county before he got fired? Um, He was probably a special deputy for a year. And then they put him through the academy. And then he was a real state-certified police officer for maybe two or the other way around, special deputy for two, real cop for one, vice versa. About three years. Okay. All right. Uh, any other deputies in that county that got caught up in any of this or some of them still working in the county? Uh, I can't say if any of the other deputies were caught in it. It wouldn't shock anybody. If they were and their names just aren't going to come out, corruption is small town USA here. So, Okay. All right. So we've talked extensively uh, about Jeremy and him being Michelle's boyfriend and his pings and all the trouble that he got in that into that had nothing to do uh, with uh, Tyler's disappearance, even though it may seem that the way it was all found out was because of Tyler's disappearance. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about Michelle uh, a little bit more. Uh, of course, she admits to being in the park. Uh, her phone pings are in the park. Um, she admits to it, and sh- there's even proof that she tried to reach uh, Tyler when he didn't show up there for this rendezvous. Uh, has she ever offered up any explanation as to what happened to Tyler? Her opinion. Um, not. Personally, to me, I know she chitter-chattered amongst her family, Mm -hmm. and that was really about as far as her opinion went. It's not like she's out here screaming it off her rooftops or at me or anything, so I don't know what she would want to tell a friend or her family member. Okay. I guess what I'm saying is that, you know, on Facebook or any other place that would be public, She's never said, I think Tyler committed suicide. I think Tyler ran off. I think Tyler ran into the wrong guy or, or something like that. Anything like that? No, not not publicly or that I've heard of. Okay. What did end up happening with the hearing that they were supposed to have in July? Of course, Tyler couldn't show up. What ended up happening there? Nothing. Um, I had contacted a custody lawyer. Because at that point, you know, I'm like, I got to check in on Thea. I got to be the aunt that Tyler would want me to be right now. But his 50 is in limbo. Nobody can touch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is so the, the court date comes up. Tyler's, of course, can't show up because he's missing. Uh, and, and so she still has custody of all of those kids? Or, or what's the situation? Yeah, she still has custody. The court date hadn't been set in stone, um, so it kind of really never did roll around. It's not like the judge was there expecting both of them to show up because mm-hmm. the whole entire county knew that Tyler was missing. So they never did go back to court. Michelle didn't go and stand and wait on someone that was never going to show, and Michelle still has all the kids. Okay. Are she and Jeremy still an item? Yeah. They are. Okay. Even through uh, all the problems that he had and getting fired and, and all of that, they are still an item. 
getting fired, going to jail. Okay. Everything. There's still pick a seat. Okay. All right. And being that just to put this on the record, I, I know I want to be very complete on this. At any point, as Michelle tried to point the finger at Tiffany, uh, Tyler's wife is being responsible for Tyler's disappearance. That did get swirled around, which naturally in what you would suspect is murder or disappearance. You're going to look at the spouse. Um, I never personally heard Michelle right out state it, but thinking back now, I'm wondering if that's kind of what Jeremy was leading up to asking me about Tiffany and Tyler's split. But I never heard Michelle say it personally. Okay. Has being that Michelle uh, admitted to, you know, this rendezvous that was supposed to happen, has her car, I mean, we know that the, the, where she was living, where she and Jeremy were living, burnt down. But has her car or his car, any of that ever been searched for any evidence that could be connected to Tyler's disappearance? They did get a warrant for Michelle's car, and they swabbed it from taillight to headlight for DNA. Um, at this point, I don't know where Jeremy's cop car is, because um, we did have a county auction, and I do not know if his cop car was one of the cop cars that was sold or if the current administration has it. And Joe still has the vehicle that he had the night Tyler went missing, but I don't think that they ever got a warrant for it. Okay. And maybe I should have asked you this while we were talking about Jeremy. Uh, is it my understanding that uh, a gun that he had is also missing? Jeremy's police issued forty-five is missing. Okay. Let's talk about uh, Tiffany, the wife, for a little bit. What has she had to say about all this? Uh, you know, at first she was just kind of in a wind world like oh my god I can't believe this is happening and she went numb about it and she really just tried to truck along and do the best that she could yeah they were leading for a divorce but I know that they both still loved each other and she put her best foot forward and did everything that she could uh, have the police talk to her about possibly being involved in Tyler's disappearance uh yeah they have uh, Tiffany has also taken a lie detector test, but she passed with flying colors. Okay. Have you talked to T Tiffany about Tyler's disappearance? In the beginning, I did. You know, we all run together. We were a big crew. Couldn't mistake this for nothing else. But in the last year, our relationship kind of crumbled. Why is that? We don't Um... I'm a biased baby sister, and she got a boyfriend. I don't expect her to mourn forever, but I didn't expect her to get a boyfriend either. I don't think at the time. Okay. So she has to live her life and do her thing. Okay. If you can say, in talking to Tiffany, uh, has she ever offered up an opinion on what happened? Um, she pretty much right out of the gate believe that Tyler was cheating and that he was off with the woman. She had believed that Tyler ran away for a couple of days or whatever, but she still filed the missing report on the off chance, and I think in her heart of hearts she knew something was wrong, but she was angry at the time, rightly okay. so. 
And now, with everything that we know, she knows that Tyler's not laid in bed with a woman missing work. Right. So she was the one that filed the missing persons report? Yep. Okay. How long after he disappeared did that happen? Uh, Monday night was when it went into the system. All right, so fairly quickly. And does she have uh, an alibi for the night that Tyler disappeared? Um, Do you know? She is always with family and friends. Like, she's never really by herself. So mm -hmm. there's quite a few people that can alibi her. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I know what the listeners are going to be uh, thinking about all of this. Uh, you know, given these are just for us talking about the facts. We're just talking about pings we're talking about lie detector tests we're talking about you know uh, strange occurrences that you've experienced uh, you know so i know what the listeners uh, are going to be thinking in this case but it's you know it's a year and some months old and it's uh, still unsolved um what's this been like for you sam and the rest of your family and, I, and i'm guessing that You've talked about uh, Tyler's mother uh, a few times. You know, how have you all handled this? She fell apart pretty quickly. Um, any mom would. I couldn't imagine being in her shoes. It's one thing to be the sister. I couldn't imagine being the mom. Um, our dad is, he's ill. He's in a wheelchair and things. And he's had a really hard time with it because him and Tyler had just really started to get a relationship going. Um, as far as his daughter with Michelle, I've not got to see her in over a year, so I don't know how she's doing. His other daughter misses him very much. She's seven, and she's having a hard time with why her daddy's not calling her and their own birthdays and Christmas. And it's just really, it's hard. You see the posters, but you never think it's going to happen to your family. Yeah, that is certainly true. Uh, do you continue to do searches in the area? Um, um, you know, around, do you think that you've exhausted all of the search areas that you can? I mean, of course, we have Kaywood Park. We have where the Dakota was found. We have this area that you said that his phone last pinged in, like, just three miles away from your house. Uh, is there still a lot to do as far as searching in this case, or what? I feel like there's always a lot to do in search because it's mountain and it's so vast. And I go every two days, every three days, just whenever I can catch a window with my kids at school or at a babysitter, we just go and go and go. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, we have no other choice. He would do it for us. Right. Of course. Tyler would, do, of course, do it for you if the, the situation, you know, were switched, of course. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um... What is, uh, of course, we know that uh, Jeremy lost his job. What is he doing now? Um, obviously, I keep tabs on him mm -hmm. because they are what they are in this situation. Um, he's driving a truck like he hauls equipment. He's officially a felon, so it's going to be hard for him to get any kind of payroll job. And best I know, it pays cash. So they're kind of living their best life right now. And what's Michelle done since uh, summer 2018? 
Uh, we tit for tatted each other for a while. They moved out of the county. She's had another baby, and she just seems to continue to be being her, like nothing ever happened. She had, she had a baby with Jeremy. Yep. How many kids do they have together now? Jeremy and Michelle have two. Two together. Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. Um, and just, do you ever see them? You live in the area. Do you ever happen to run into Michelle or Jeremy by accident? We did frequently. Um, and it was all out war every time it happened. So once they moved, the encounters have slowed down. Which that's a breath of fresh air. I'm not going to lie. It's hard to run across mm. them. Yeah, I bet it is. They're certainly viable suspects in this disappearance, and like I said, we're not here to go after anybody. We're just stating the facts as you know them. But I do have to ask you, in, in the last year and some months, in all that you've done, in whatever else uh, Tyler's friends add, the rest of your family, have you ever run across the possibility that somebody else could be involved in his disappearance ruling out the idea that he just took off on his own which if you say he didn't do it wouldn't do that i believe you but any other names ever popped up that could possibly you know gotten in the way of tyler going to meet michelle that night in the beginning you know we looked far and wide um, drug addiction is obviously a big problem in this county, so you've got your dealers and your petty thieves and crime and stuff, so we really looked far and wide, but everything seems to lead back to them. Okay. All right, so you've, uh, tried to keep an open mind regarding all this, but there's been no other names that have popped up in the past year and some months where you thought, well, you know what, maybe, you know, and... You know, Tyler was at the bar that one night, and he got into it, that guy, and, you know, maybe somehow, you know, maybe, you know, Tyler did pull into the park, but then he had second thoughts about meeting uh, Michelle because of what was going on, so he pulled back out of there, stopped at a bar, ran into some other guy that he was having a problem with. And he... I really tried to say anything else, considering Jeremy was a cop, because I knew the fact that we were in for that. I mean, I even looked into Tiffany. In mm -hmm. all honesty, I did. Okay. No, nothing, nobody else. Okay. But I can. All right. Do you have a Facebook page or a group or anything like that set up for Tyler? Yes, his aunt runs a Facebook page. It's called Where's Tyler North. Um, you mm -hmm. can get on there. Little things that were able to be told in the beginning and things are on there and just it's about 2,000 or so members, maybe a little more, wow. and everybody just kind of chats, and I've actually retrieved some pretty good information off of it. Okay. And his aunt, is that Edna? No. Um, oh. She's actually just a friend that I made throughout this whole wow. chaos. Okay. Um, her name is Debbie Norris. Okay. Say that again, please. Debbie Norris. Okay. Thank you. Because there, uh, the listeners should know the way you and I originally met. There was this uh, woman Edna who contacted me, you know, and told me about Tyler's case, and that's how you and I met. So she's just a, she's just been a, a friend who came in and is trying to help you in some way. 
Yep. Wow. Okay. I gave her a set of eyes and ears, and she's been really good. It's great to have people like that, right? People who did did she even know Tyler? No. Wow. She just stepped in one day and was like, "Hey, I'm going to do all I can." Wow. And that's been the response from this entire county. I mean, the first couple months of search, people came out in droves, hundreds. Okay, it's good to have people like that. Wow. It is. Okay. Any last words before we complete this interview, Sam? Hopefully the labs will come back quickly and we can wrap this up and put Tyler to rest before our parents go crazy. Okay. And we will continue to be here to help you, myself, my assistants. Of course, you're, um, uh, if you're not, you should be already in the Unfound Podcast discussion group with over 6,000 uh, members in there, uh, as being now that you've been a guest on the program, you're permitted to post anything you want regarding Tyler's disappearance in there. Any news articles or links to the group or whatever you want to do, all of my guests who've ever been on the program can do that. So you certainly are, uh, you know, can do that now, and I hope you do. But uh, it's been uh, great to get to know you over the last few weeks. I'm sure we're going to continue to talk. Um, this is just the beginning. I like to tell many of my guests, this is just the beginning of us knowing each other. Um, you know, we're going to know each other for a long time and I'll always be here to help you in any way I can until Tyler's found. Hopefully it'll be soon. I, I, I hope that too. I certainly hope that too. And I appreciate you being on this episode of Unfound. Thank you. You're welcome. And that was my interview with Sam Perry, sister of Tyler North. I thank her for joining me and all of you on this episode. It's hard not to look in one particular, well, two particular directions regarding Tyler's disappearance. What I have said for a while now, relationships are the number one cause of disappearances. 140 unfound episodes prove it. So we have Michelle. And the corollary to that what profession besides drug dealing is most often connected to disappearances? Law enforcement, at least 10% of the time. So we have Jeremy. So Tyler's case combines two of the most common stats we've run across over the last three years. And that makes it look very bad for Michelle and Jeremy. However, everything we talked about in the interview is circumstantial. And we have to keep this in mind. Even by Sam's own words, Tyler was a bit of a womanizer. She openly talked about the infidelity in all of Tyler's relationships, and that was something I insisted upon. Why? Because despite Jeremy and Michelle, Tyler could have contacted someone else after he left Sam's house. Yes, her husband saw Tyler pull into the park. But can we really say Tyler wouldn't have tried to contact some other woman if Michelle was late? I think that's possible. Unfortunately, we don't have Tyler's phone to prove or disprove that point. But remember, his phone last pinged three miles from the park, going back toward Sam's house, not toward his own, and not toward where his truck was found. There's also this. What I can't understand is since Tyler seemingly wanted to keep this rendezvous with Michelle a secret, Sam admitted as much, why did he allow Sam's husband... Tyler's own brother-in-law 
to see him pull into the park that night because Tyler had to believe that Matthew, Sam's husband, would say something to Sam the next day, something along the lines of, hey, I thought Tyler was going home last night, but I saw him pull into Kaywood Park. And this would have started Sam's mind turning, and I have to believe Sam would have asked Tyler about it, her not even realizing what she was asking about. And yes, Tyler probably would have lied when Sam asked him. He probably would have said, oh, I had truck trouble, or I had to pull over to go to the bathroom, something like that. He would have said anything but, I was meeting Michelle. Yet why would Tyler allow himself to be seen at all going into the park? Why not just avoid all the questions and having to lie by just slowing down a little bit, allowing Matthew to get out of sight, then pulling off the road? I really don't get it. But I think if I understood that, I could better deduce what happened Sunday in the park. I'll leave the rest of the theorizing up to you. And that's the program. If you found it informative, please go to the app that you use to listen to Unfound and give this podcast a nice review. I thank you for listening. I'm Ed Denzel, and you've been listening to Unfound.